0: Welcome to a non-fiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff, I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 41, Terracotta The day after the building committee for 4th Church of Christ Scientist made their noontime inspection of the alley, they made another field trip. At 9 o'clock in the morning of Tuesday, August 8, 1922, the building committee plus several board members assembled at the corner of 2nd Avenue and Madison Street, where two trolley lines crossed. The members may have traveled to their meeting place using public transportation, and perhaps they could have taken the train line, called the Interurban, south toward their destination. But instead, for their morning journey together, Neil MacDonald and Ben S. Booth provided for their use two automobiles, referred to as machines. The party of ten traveled about 30 miles south to the town of Auburn. There they visited the manufacturing plant of the Northern Clay Company. Out of all the bids for supplying the terracotta tile for siting the new church edifice, the two lowest bidders had given essentially the same price. The committee left it to Mr. MacDonald to decide, and he had selected the Northern Clay Company over the Denny Renton Company, which had provided the tile for Third Church. The terracotta was a big item in the construction budget. Using terracotta instead of brick added $12,000 to the cost. Putting terracotta on all four sides of the building added another $6,000. Northern Clay's winning low bid was about $34,000, a sizable portion of the entire project cost, which started out at $100,000, but with all the extras added, had risen to 150000 and would continue to rise. Terracotta was a very popular siding for commercial and public buildings at that time. The ceramic tile facing was less expensive than stone, lighter than brick. It was an effective fireproofing, and it was resistant to water stains and air pollution. Prior to 1905, when the Auburn factory became the first local manufacturer Terracotta was very expensive, because it had to be shipped from the East Coast. But now that there was an affordable local supply, all the best new buildings in Seattle were using it. The Frederick and Nelson's Department Store, the Coliseum Theater, the Joshua Green Building, the Dexter Horton Building, the Olympic Hotel, the Northern Life Tower, the Federal Office Building and the Washington Mutual Savings Bank building. All were sided with terracotta, all from the Northern Clay Company. The Northern Clay Company used clay dug along the Green River near the plant. The tiles were custom-designed to fit each building. The clay was laid out in the drafting room, cut to a precise size allowing for shrinkage, artistically crafted in the modeling room, then coaxed to a uniform thickness in the plaster of Paris room. In the pressing room, a cast for a mold was made with which the tile could be mass-produced. The tiles were glazed in a satin finish, primarily in ivory white, but colors were also available for ornamental highlights. The factory had three high-temperature terracotta kilns heated with coal from the local mines of Black Diamond. The firing process for each batch took several days. The reason for the fourth church visit to the plant was simply to select the color for the tile. The group was shown many color samples. There was a special room for this purpose, but the members took the samples outside so they could see how they looked in natural daylight. In the sunshine, the delicate coloring effect was more pronounced. They spent about an hour looking at the samples before deciding. The committee's choice was unanimous. They picked a satin finish in an ivory color, a shade most pleasing to the eye and which would not reflect glossily in the glare of the sun. With the terracotta tile selection work done, the church group headed back to Seattle. Meanwhile, the manufacturers got to work on their order. Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit CindySafranoff.com.